everybody. Welcome to The Writer Chick with your host, Kay Nicole. Warning y'all now, there's going to be some minor language in this. So if that bothers you, then I'm sorry. And if not, then feel free to listen on. Happy Tuesday. Yes, I'm Courtney. Spiritual. At least I like to say I'm super spiritual. So I believe in like manifestation and angel numbers and the universe and law of attraction. I, you know, I'm really into all that. So this is a very manifesty day. Hope y'all are, you know, thinking positive vibes and, you know, having a good day. So far today, I got a parking ticket. So that's nice. It was $10 though. So it wasn't a big deal, but I was like, universe, are you, are you kidding me? (laughs) I was like, come on, this is not a great start to the day, but it's fine. It is what it is. I paid it. It's whatever. But anyways, before we get into the episode, let's just do some basic, you know, number one, you guys can donate to the podcast if you choose to. There's a link down below. Up to you. Don't really care. Regardless, hello and thank you. Number three, I have an email list now. I know. Crazy, right? So please do me a favor and sign up if you want to receive updates on episodes, things about giveaways, sneak peeks, special guest stars, stuff like that. You know, it's not it's not going to kill you. I promise not to bombard you or spam you. So if you want to sign up, the link will be down in the bio or you can go to my blog, hit the podcast tab and go all the way down to the bottom and there's a button that says sign up now. Today's episode is about how to deal with creator burnout the dreaded creator burnout or just burnout. They're pretty much the same thing, but it's something that I think we've all dealt with at least once. If you haven't experienced burnout, you're lying or you're a superhuman. Shout out to you, I guess, because I'm trying to get like you, my boy, because this burnout has been kicking my butt for the last, like, I don't know how long, but it's been kicking my butt. So all jokes aside, though, You know, burnout is something that can just sneak up on you when you least expect it. And it just creates this constant cycle of like dread and exhaustion. And it's not fun. I'll tell you that. It makes you not want to do anything. It makes you want to just sit there and watch YouTube and eat, you know, chocolate animal crackers until your face falls off. I'm talking about me because that was me Sunday. (laughs) That was me Sunday. Yes, I like animal crackers. You can call me a child if you want, but they're really good. People say they taste like cardboard. I don't think so. Maybe my taste buds are fucked up. I'm not really sure. But anyways, you know, burnout is commonly associated with jobs or academics, but I don't really think enough people talk about what it looks like for creators. And so in this episode and in my blog post, if you happen to read that, I do interchange it. A few times. So burnout and creative burnout are really the same thing. It's just creative burnout focuses more on, you know, creators and, you know, people who do content creation. And since I do content creation, I felt it was a little more applicable. So in this episode, I will be talking about what creative burnout is, why creators burn out in the first place, my own experiences, and what it looks like for me, and ways to combat it. So let's get into it, shall we? So to start off, what is burnout? According to Google, and yes, I'm a Googler. I'm not gonna say according to the dictionary or according to Webster. I looked it up on Google, it was the first thing that popped up, so whatever. 
So according to Google, burnout is defined as a state of physical or emotional exhaustion that also involves a sense of reduced accomplishment and loss of personal identity. And normally the symptoms can manifest themselves in a number of different ways. So for physical symptoms, it's usually like chronic symptoms like headaches, stomach aches, intestinal issues, etc. You know, some form of anxiety. I know some people do experience that, you know, those type of issues when they have anxiety. And emotional exhaustion. So that can make you feel drained, tired, irritable, unable to cope. You may lack energy to get, you know, your task completed. And you can experience a lack of creativity or cynicism about the task at hand. Sounds kind of sucky already, right? So what exactly does this look like for creators? Well, the thing is, there's no like one size fits all. But on average, people do report feeling, you know, dreadful when they have to do something they used to love. Like, you know, for example, let's say you really used to love to like, I don't know, I feel like I used this example one other time, paint landscapes. I'm pretty sure I used this example one time, but whatever. Let's say you used to love to paint landscapes and lately you just hate painting landscapes. Like you dread having to go paint the next landscape in some form that's burnout, right? So, you know, you may be unmotivated to write or make music or create artwork. You know, you may lack energy to focus on the task at hand. And, you know, sometimes that guilt of not doing the task will settle in. And then you think that maybe I'm not a real creator because, like, you always keep thinking that as a creator, you have to always be creating. And, you know, when you're not, then it can start to feel like you aren't good enough. And then maybe you're letting your audience down. And then it just gets worse. And it's just this snowball effect that never ends. And I feel like this is something that does actually get worse if it's your livelihood, because then at that point, it's like, I don't have a choice but to be productive or else I can't eat. So it's like, it just literally intensifies it. And the thing is, it's like, you know, human beings, we're like constantly chasing something more, you know, that that's just something we do, right? And um, as creators, not only are we chasing more for ourselves, but we're also competing against other people in the same field and having to uphold an image from our audience. People on social media, it's like they're like, oh, we want people to be themselves and blah, 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 blah. But then the minute somebody is themselves or they're vulnerable or any of the above, then people do bully the shit out of them. And it's like, I don't understand. It's like, what do y'all want at this point? And then when harm themselves or do any of the above then it's like oh my god i can't believe they did that and blah 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 we love them mind you you were just bullying them like seven posts ago you know what i mean it's like people forget that people online are actual human beings with feelings so instead of being a jerk just keep stuff to yourself like you ever hear that saying when your mom says if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. The same thing applies to social media. If you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it. What's what's the point in ruining someone else's day because you're, like, miserable? Just doesn't make any sense to me. I never understood that. But anyways, essentially, this is just leading into my point as to why creators do burn out in the first place. So why do creators burn out? Number one, there's a constant pressure to produce. As weird as that may sound, we do live in a world where production is key. We live in a very capitalistic society which promotes production and 
doesn't give a shit about what you got going on in your life. And then social media, we're constantly producing and entertaining and being things and motivators and inspirations to other people. It gets kind of overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, nowadays it's like you have to be on to the next trend. And if you're not, then it's detrimental because then if you can't keep up with this, then what if you can't keep up with the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? And then it's just like a snowball effect. And then if you don't keep up, you run the risk of losing followers, subscribers, customers. So it's a lot of pressure to keep up with the tide, even though the tide is super strong and it's like, bro, I can't be swimming forever. And, you know, in order to remain relevant, you have to continuously be consistent. And that can be hard when you're trying to find your place in an already oversaturated market. It sucks. And then not to mention, like, algorithms are annoying. And then if you get shadow banned, that's even more annoying. So then people just start struggling. And then eventually, you know, it causes people to be stressed out. Like, I one thing I struggle with is our algorithms in particular. It's like you never know what's going to pop off and what's not. <laughs> TikTok is this this is the reason why I don't do TikTok guys because like I don't understand why some shit gets goes viral and what and like why certain things don't go viral. Like I'll be posting shit and be doing the right stuff, be using the right sounds, be using the right hashtags and I get like 40 views. I don't know what the fuck. And then this 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 child can like do some shitty ass dance for 30 seconds and get like a thousand or like what's the highest number of views you can get like 13 we'll say 13 million views they get 13 million views and I'm like what do I gotta start shaking my ass on the internet I don't understand like I I I just don't get it and it's very frustrating hence why I stay on Instagram because at least there I know oh okay I you know I'm gonna get a little bit of traction for the things I put out TikTok it's hit or miss infuriating so number two constantly having to uphold an authentic image just like I just said a second ago about how hard it is sometimes for content creators because we do have to uphold an image of ourselves the thing is it's like it's great to be yourself and it's great to be authentic and frankly I think authenticity is key if you're really trying to get to know people especially in a you know world where we don't really like communicate face to face and we communicate you know through screens you got to be able to put yourself out there I guess and I think it's great to be able to share you know, yourself with the world and be honest and open with other people and be able to have hard discussions and build a community. I think it's I think it's a great thing. But like everything, there is a cost. Okay. And usually there comes a point, especially if you get super big, there comes a point where your image becomes a business and like all businesses, it has to be marketed. It has to uphold something in order to really succeed and and you know blow up the way you want it to blow up and now at this point your personality and your life are scrutinized and consumed by numbers and algorithms and other shit and then you're now just pressured to constantly uphold this image that you created eventually you start seeing the things that work and the things that don't work so let's say all your motivational quotes work but like your dog pics don't you're going to stop posting your dog pics even though they make you happy. And you're going to start posting more motivational quotes even though they it's not something you really care about as much. Because now you already built something off of that and you see it works, right? And then eventually, you know, you become someone who wants fame and validation from likes and comments and follows. 
And maybe you're not really that shallow, <laughs> but I feel like at some point, I think we start basing our worth off of that. You know, even the best people, even the most secure people start doing that. Even me, I'm a very secure person. I don't let social media completely dictate my life, but I won't lie. I do get a little happy when I see the likes climb up and I get a little sad when they don't show up. Like I just posted something today about my email list and I got like a little bit of likes and I was a little sad. I didn't want to be that guy because I was like, girl, that's shallow. Like, stop that. You know you're great. But it, it hurt my heart a little. And I was like, dang. And I had to keep myself from obsessively checking things. I've already talked about this before, but like, I, I'm serious. It's like a legitimate problem. So, or something I got to work on. But anyways, the thing is, it's like, you know, you're still you and everything. But now you kind of only post things that make you bigger and better, but not necessarily things that make you happy. And the question is, is like, what happens when upholding that persona becomes too much? And, you know, what happens when you stop enjoying the things you post? And when do you stop feeling like your footprint on social media is actually yours? Like, when do you start feeling like you're actually you again on there? Because eventually there's going to be a point where it feels like you're kind of just like, it's another, it's like another person that you don't even recognize. And you know, what happens when you don't even recognize yourself, and that's kind of sad, so I feel like, you know, that can lead to burnout in a lot of different ways, because then it's like, it's not even for me anymore, it's to, it's to entertain other people, and sometimes entertaining other people can be just as draining, if not more, so I get it. And then, you know, it's the same thing with authenticity is because then you start feeling like you got to give everything to your audience in order to keep them around. And if you don't give everything to your audience, then they'll leave. So you start getting burned out. And it's a sad, sad, sad cycle, but it happens. Number three, feeling that breaks will set you back instead of help you. So like I mentioned before, creative burnout is even worse if you make a living off what you do. Because then at this point, you feel like you can't take any breaks. Because then if you take a break, then you might lose money. You can't eat food. You can't pay your bills. You, you lose your car. They'll repossess your house. You know, dumb shit you, you'd be thinking of at those moments. And then eventually, you just go down this, like, never-ending rabbit hole. <laughs> and then, you know, what ends up happening is you start taking less time for yourself. Because you feel like if you don't, everything you worked hard for will crash and burn. And then, you know, you start working through weekends. You um, never take vacations. You work 12-hour days. You don't sleep as much as you should. And even when you are trying to relax during your downtime, you always be thinking about what you should be doing instead or you feel guilty for even just chilling. Because I'm not going to lie. I've actually had several moments where I would be chilling and be hanging out and work is not everything work isn't life so you gotta enjoy the times you you have right now before you can't anymore it it sucks because we're not made to work you know we're not made to be miserable we're made to enjoy life and and you know be happy so it sucks that we live in such a society that promotes hustle culture so much like I think hustle culture is cool and all and I think like you should work hard and you should want gold and you should want you know extravagant things you, sh- you should want to be successful I don't see anything wrong with it but there comes a point where where people just forget how to rest and when you forget how to rest then that causes a problem because like if you don't rest then you're not gonna set yourself up for success later because if you don't have a good foundation then how the fuck do you expect the house to stand straight you know what I mean like it just doesn't make sense so the fourth thing is content fatigue so basically what content fatigue is is 
how many fucking times can I reinvent the wheel? That's really what it is. And let's face it, none of us are original. I know that might be controversial, but none of us are original, okay? You know, we constantly talk about, oh, this person didn't come up with an original idea. Or I miss the days when people came up with original content. But there isn't an idea in the world that people haven't already brought up. Like, trust me, somebody's probably thought about it. Or did it. Okay? Hate to hate to be that guy. Hate to, hate to burst your bubble. Because the thing is, originality is really the process of taking an old idea and turning it into something new and making it your own. Not necessarily coming up with something new. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. Especially since human beings have been around for like centuries like trust me i think we've thought out just about everything and if we haven't that's fucking crazy because i'm pretty sure we've thought up everything like there cannot be one thing we haven't thought of but then again i could be wrong so that can actually get really exhausting when you have to keep thinking of new ways to talk about the same topic and you keep thinking like what's the point because it's like other people already talked about this. So why I got to bring it up too. And and trust me, if you felt like this in the past or feel like this now, you're not alone. Because I cannot count the amount of times I felt like this. And the amount of times I still feel like this. And the fact that I'm currently still feeling like this. So it's okay. <laughs> We're all going through the stages of burnout. It just happens. It's a part of the process. So what does creative burnout look like for me? Well, I'm going to start this off by saying burnout is probably one of my biggest enemies. And if I could fight it, I would. Like, (laughs) on site. I am telling you, like, if burnout was a physical entity, we would be going at it every day. That's how much I go through that, okay? It's serious. It's one of those things that I genuinely, like, it's just a part of my life at this point. So, for example, this blog post... It took me three days to write. I bet you're thinking, wow, it's so detailed. And whoa, it must have took her. It must have not even taken her that long to write. No, bro. It took me three days to write. By the time I even wrote it, which is today, by the way, it took me, what, two hours I worked to write. Then I had to finish it when I came home. But best believe I've had nothing but time to do it. But I didn't do it. I literally had the idea. I had the title. Everything was queued up and ready to go. And then every time I sat down to write it, I was just hit with, like, dread. (laughs) I was just like, ugh, I just don't want to write it. Or I would just look at my computer and go, mm. And I would decide, oh, you know, I'm just going to watch another episode of Dexter. Or, oh, I'm going to paint my nails. Or, oh, I'm going to watch more YouTube videos. I'll do it after this video. And trust me, I didn't do it after the video because I would watch two or two more videos and be like, I'm going to do it after the next video. And it never happened. And the thing is, it's like, I knew I had to get it done because I had a whole deadline and I wanted to do it, but I just like emotionally couldn't force myself to pick up the computer. Like I just couldn't do it. And the thing is, like I said, if I didn't force myself to start writing this at work today, I wouldn't have got it done. Like at all. And the sad part is it's like I love writing this post and recording that and recording this episode and everything. And once I got into the swing of things, it was fine. But it was just like the process of starting it. And I don't know. I think in this case, it's like a combination of fatigue because I've just been tired lately, like more tired than usual. I'm not really sure why. Like it, it could be a number of things. 
<laughs> it could be the burnout. It could be the fact that, you know, moons are aligning. I don't know. Whatever. Needless to say, a girl is tired. She's been taking naps more. So be like that. And then on top of that, it's like, I've also kind of had a lack of ideas, but not really a lack of ideas because I literally have like a whole notes app just full of blog post ideas to do. It's just a matter of picking which one I want to do and which one is just calling to me. It's really just because it's like, how many times can I just reinvent the wheel? And then it's like, what's something that people are looking to hear? What are they looking for? What are they interested in? You know, how can I get people to start listening to this podcast more? Which, side note, by the way, I noticed the numbers have been climbing up just a little bit. And thank y'all for that. I really appreciate you guys. Um, It's really cool. I'm trying to get to 50 listeners. Right now we're at 24, so we're halfway there. And I'm super excited. But, you know, grateful for all of y'all. Thank you so much. Back to what I was saying. It's just like, oh, how can I get people to start flocking here more and kind of get it up to speed more, get people to really get into it more without shoving it down their throat because, like, consent. So... <laughs> I'm noticing that I'm starting to get in my head a lot more and and it's keeping me from enjoying the journey rather than the destination because I've I've said this before that like if you're too worried about where you're trying to go you're going to literally miss everything you're learning in between and you can't do that so usually for me burnout always starts off kind of the same way because I it usually starts off with me being like kind of unmotivated to do something but like it is what it is or you know, I might be a little more tired than usual, but sometimes those are due to like other things. So then I'm like, eh, I'm always chalking up the burnout. But then eventually it's like I get to the point of dreading things and then hating myself for dreading things that I normally like to do. For example, in this case, writing. I normally love to write. So why am I dreading writing? That doesn't make any sense. What is wrong with me? All right. And then I feel guilty. <laughs> about giving up on something I loved, you know, when it's clear that people, or at least I hope some people are enjoying it. And then now I'm like, oh, now I just left you behind. I just gave up halfway through. And then it's like, then I start thinking about all the work I put into doing something and then all the money I spend into doing something. And then it's just kind of like, why did I stop doing it? And then it's just like this never ending cycle of guilt. And it's really terrible. Like, it's just sad. And you know, with this podcast and with the blog, I don't ever want it to get to that point. It's slowly getting there, but that's just because I keep trying to control everything. So that's my issue, but I'll get to that in a second. I never wanted to get to that because this is more of like a passion project. It's just something I do on the side, you know, for fun. And I really enjoy doing it and I want to build something from it. And I just need it for myself. I need it as a way to like get myself out there creatively because like when I'm not writing or when I'm not making candles or when I'm not doing anything else I need something to be creative with so this is just my way of being creative and something to just keep me busy when I'm not doing other stuff it's just a matter of learning to let go of that control and it's funny I said that and it the clock literally literally just hit 11 11 like it just hit 11 11 when I said that so maybe the universe is trying to tell me something and Maybe I'm supposed to tell y'all this. Not really sure, but I'm going to assume that's what my guides are telling me. My angel guides that I've never met, but whatever. (laughs) Anyways, and for me, control is like the biggest factor in my feelings of burnout. And it's actually part of the reason why I haven't picked up my novel in over a month. So if y'all didn't know, I'm actually doing another book 
I'm on my fifth book. It's called Four Pink Walls, and it's a coming-of-age story. It's currently at 80K, and I've been writing it for about a year, right? And I wanted to finish the first draft really soon, like, really quick, so I can get to editing, and then I can get to publishing, and da 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 right? But, like, creatively, I am just burnt out with the story. And maybe it's just because it's longer than what I'm used to. It's a bit of a behemoth, right? It's 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 big. Or maybe it's just because it's forcing me to open up a lot of old wounds, which it is because I'm using a lot of my own experiences to like, you know, tell the story. Or maybe I'm just, I'm motivated. Maybe I just need a break from it and that's okay. And the thing is, it's like, I always keep thinking that I need to publish a book every year or so, so that, you know, people don't forget about me. You know, we don't need to be forgetting about Miss K. Nicole and her, and her amazing books that she keeps publishing. But the thing is, it's like, they're not thinking about me. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound cynical. I'm not trying to sound like weird or trying to like fish for compliments, but I'm so serious. Like, they're not thinking about me. Like, I'm not that special in their mind. As narcissistic as I want to be about that and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so famous that I'm on everybody's mind. I'm on everybody's radar. I'm really not on everybody's radar. Hate to say that. Not that famous yet. So it doesn't really matter if I publish my book tomorrow or in five years. <laughs> I don't think people are tripping that hard. So I'm putting more pressure on myself to get something out and do something quicker when it doesn't really matter when the fuck it gets done. It's just a matter of if it gets done. So if that means I have to take a break right now, that's fine. And I think I'll thank myself later for taking that break when I needed it and and forcing myself to work through the burnout and then end up hating my story and never finishing it. Just doesn't make sense. And the thing is, you have to take care of yourself. It's a lesson that I think we all have to learn. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just one of those things. So how do you deal with creative burnout? How do you stop feeling like you're running on 1% all the time? And how do you get back to loving what you do? Well, number one, figure out why it started in the first place. It's easy to run back into old habits a lot of the time. And trust me, I've done that a lot. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm burned out. Get a burst of inspiration. And I'm like, recharge for a little bit and then go right the fuck back. And I'm like, damn, why do I feel like this again? Oh, right. Well, it's because you're not taking breaks or oh, it's because you're you're being too anal about like things not working out and trying to like force it to work out before it's supposed to work out. And the thing is, it's like burnout isn't one of those things that can just be fixed with like a pill or like a good night's sleep. It's like a genuine issue that you need to put in work to fix. Like you have to start identifying the patterns that cause you to be burnt out in the first place. To really start conquering burnout, you have to find the root cause of why you reach those points of burnout all the time. And in my case, it's control and, you know, feeling like that if I'm not working, then I will be a failure, which the thing is, I'm a control freak low key. So failure is my biggest fear, despite the fact that it's something that I need in order to become who I want to be. But, you know, I digress. The reason why burnout exists is different for everybody. So you have to figure out what your reason is and face that thing head on. And then after that, you got to work on ways to de-stress. Because even if that means having to take a break from what you love, it's important that you find ways to help relax your brain. That could be meditating. That could be taking a walk. That could be reading a book or talking to people about how you feel. Whatever works for you. 
try it out. And the only way to really combat it is to nip it in the bud before it starts. And that means finding the root and learning how to deal with it before it becomes a full-blown dumpster fire. So number two, rest is not a reward. Rest is necessary. So actually, I think this was from a YouTuber I watch. Her name is uh, Lynette Adkins. Don't quote me. I know her first name's Lynette, though. So try to find her if you can. But anyway, she was talking about how we we believe that self-care is a reward when really it shouldn't be a reward <laughs> for hard work. It should just be something you do because, like, why not? You, you're not going to drive a car with a jacked up engine. That's just not how that works. Rest is necessary in order to avoid burnout. So you got to learn to take a break and you got to make it a part of your routine. Not like, oh, I take a break. Okay, here and there. No, I mean, like, you got to take a break every day you got to try to rest every day and make it like a part of your routine so it's not going to kill you and it's not going to be a detriment to your success and you know this is something I'm learning too so don't feel guilty for prioritizing yourself first that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) that's like a thing everything else that comes after that is secondary you got to take the time to pause and reflect even if it's for like 10 minutes a day number three vacations are a godsend So this can be a real vacation, and if you've been on a vacation in the last, like, couple months, shout out to you, because I haven't been on a vacation since COVID started, and I think even after COVID, but I really have not been on an actual vacation in a while. But this can also mean a vacation away from social media or a vacation from content creation. So if that means logging out for a month or, you know, not painting for a while or maybe taking a break from that book you're writing, then you should do it. Vacation away from the things that are causing your burnout will probably benefit you in the long run. And obviously, this still goes in hand, hand in hand with like taking an actual break, but this is like in terms of a longer break. So I actually have a really good example of this. One example is that I actually wrote and edited two books that I will never share with the world, so don't ever ask me about them. One is actually a book in verse that I wrote as a side project when I was working on Set Me Free. It's called 3 a.m. I'm not going to really tell you what it was about because it's like you're not going to read it anyway. But it was something I remember working on because I would get bored with Set Me Free. So then I would just like do that on the side because I just kept thinking about it. But I was never I never wrote it with the intent to publish it. It was just written with the intent to just write it. And honestly, it's still one of kind of one of my favorite projects to this day. Um, And I don't really plan on sharing it either I just I don't know it's just one of those things I like to keep to myself and that's okay and then the other book I wrote was a 50k novel called How It Ends that I wrote before I wrote Morning Doves so this was around my freshman year of college and that was also around the time I was getting stalked we've been over this before and that was just kind of my little journal I guess that's what I like to call it It was my little just experimental journal (laughs) it was a way for me to get out what I was feeling and kind of experiment with my writing style and I remember when I first first wrote them I wanted to share it because I was under the impression that everything I created had to be shared but the thing is not everything you create has to be shared with everyone because remember started this for yourself and it should still be for you at in some on some level yeah it's okay to share some of your stuff but like some of it should still be for you 
And the thing is, it's like a lot of those things I wrote were like too raw and too personal. So I just felt like I wanted to keep them to myself and I kept them to myself. And only a handful of people really have like read snippets of both. But I'm the only one who's ever read the entire manuscript. And it's going to stay that way because I don't really want people reading them. It's just for me. If I do read it to you or read snippets to you, it's because I trust you. So shout out to people who've heard it. And what's crazy is that actually helped me when I was burnt out with other projects because it, you know, it allowed me to just have fun and, and experiment for once. So, yeah, and it, and it kind of helped me remember why I started writing in the first place. So the next time you feel stuck, try that out. Maybe it might help you. It helped me. All right. So number five, it's okay to quit. Sometimes despite all your best efforts, things just aren't going to work out. Yeah. Another idea of letting go of control of things. In those moments, it's okay to quit. You know, if something's not working and it's stressing you out, let it go. Take it off your plate. It is what it is. You could try to find other solutions or you could just shelve it and come back to it another time or another day or in another moment when you have the energy to devote to it. It might work in the future. It might not. And don't stress trying to get something to work that's just not going to work. And six. Talk about your feelings. I know this is hard. <laughs> we don't like to be vulnerable. We don't like to talk about our feelings. It happens, right? But if you have somebody to talk to, you should you should talk to them. Getting your feelings out there will make it easier to deal with. And at least if it happens again, you always have a support system. I think it's great. I know for me, I have my boyfriend and my mom talk to you about that stuff. And, you know, they're really helpful about it. Even if you don't really have anybody to talk to, you could still implement a lot of the other things I mentioned. And I think maybe that should help with burnout and creator burnout as a whole. So my final thoughts. Burnout is trash and it sucks. That's reality. But as long as you take the time to implement these steps and you take the time to recognize where it's coming from, I think you should be totally fine. And, you know, we're all in this together. It's just something that's a part of the human experience, but it's just a matter of how we deal with it. I'm still working on how to deal with it myself, but take it one day at a time. And I do try to be more conscious of why it's starting and when it's starting and what caused it to start. So then I don't go down a huge rabbit hole of like never finishing anything. So yeah, that's the end of the episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you feel compelled to share your thoughts or comments feel free to leave them down below or send it to my instagram i don't really care it's up to you you can follow me on instagram at k the writer that's k-a-e the writer and yeah so, so stay safe stay healthy 